0: This episode is brought to you in part by B&H Publishing Group. Sam Albury's new kids book, God's Go-Togethers, provides a helpful foundation for explaining why God made men and women as a special pair to complement each other in marriage and beyond. Learn more at godsgotogethers.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Harvest House Publishers and the new book, The Good Gift of Weakness. Discover how human weakness not only allows God's strength to shine, but it was all by His design. The Good Gift of Weakness is now available wherever books are sold. Christianity Today, you're listening to Music and Meaning with Charlie Peacock. I remember the exact moment the inspiration hit. 1996. I was running on the treadmill at a gym, trying my best to lose 20 pounds. The overhead speakers were blasting modern alternative rock radio at ear bleed levels. Foo Fighters, Soundgarden, Oasis, Pearl Jam, and Space Hog. Guitars have made another rock and roll comeback. In a fraction of a second, I knew, I'm going to sign a band like this. I'd started a new record label called Rethink with British music giant EMI. They'd purchased Sparrow Records, retained the leadership, and reinvented it as EMI Christian Music Group. Sparrow, founded by Billy Ray Hearn in 1976, had a storied past, one I joined up for beginning in 1989, when I signed with them as an artist, songwriter, and producer. By 1996, I was ready to sign my own artists. I developed a very strong negative opinion about something called crossover. I needed to see if my instincts were right or not. Back in the day, Christian artists who did this were often given this clever advice. When you cross over, don't forget to take the crossover. I was not a fan, and I wanted to do something different. My idea was you make music and try your best to put it out into the world for everyone, everywhere. I certainly didn't think you had to sell a million records to Christians before, quote, crossing over. And I definitely didn't think artists who were followers of Jesus needed anyone's permission to do their jobs anywhere on the planet. Bill Hearn, my boss, record company president and son of Sparrow Records' founder, didn't think so either. He graciously funded my experiment. Instead of crossover, I'd sign artists that were simultaneously promoted to Christian audiences and mainstream pop audiences. I'd already signed Sarah Mason, a remarkable singer-songwriter from Michigan. But again, it was the 90s. I needed a rock band. A few months earlier, my friend dropped off a demo tape at my place. The band was a trio of kids from North Coast San Diego and this guy, who worked for EMI in sales, selling records to music stores. Well, He knew their parents. It was in a pile of dusty demo tapes. I hadn't seen it until I did. One day it jumped out like neon, called my name. I pressed play and knew. It was Gladwell's Blink. Twinkling of an eye. Nothing but a chemical in my head. There's nothing but laziness. I don't wanna read the book. I watch the movie. Zitzn. No- Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, this is Charlie Peacock. I'm calling from Nashville for John and Tim. Hey the music on this cassette is amazing. I'd love to know your plans for the future. You know, uh, that's the basics, like recording, touring, etc. If you could call me back ASAP, I'd really appreciate it. All right, take care. Just like everybody else Because I want be here What I was doing with Rethink represented how they saw life. Love all people through music, including the church, but not exclusively the church, or the genre of music people called contemporary Christian. We were a fit. I played the band's music for Bill Hearn, and he didn't get it. He didn't get it at all. He heard the music as young, unpolished, not ready for prime time. I told him, young and unpolished is the point, but it won't stay like that. I hear the future, and it's wide open and worldwide, and John, the songwriter, is genius. I'll never forget what he said. If you believe in it, I trust you. I signed the band to Rethink, and they became Switchfoot. Their debut album, The Legend of Chen, included that song, that first captured my imagination, first dared me to move to make the call. That song was Kim 6A. My staff and I loved it, thought it fit perfectly with the sound that had me shedding pounds on the treadmill. It was our single. We made a video. It was already a hit with the band's fans in San Diego. The kids got it. Promoting the band and the single to mainstream pop was easy. They had a surf community in the North Coast San Diego area, an indie record store and a radio station that already loved them, and Rolling Stone magazine even featured them. Getting them to a Christian audience, though, that was a challenge. For the gatekeepers at Christian bookstores and radio stations, Kim 6A was a problem. Was just a song about chemistry class. It didn't matter that the band was explicit in other ways about following Christ. Chem6A inspired a predictable response, one I'd grown accustomed to hearing. What's Christian about chemistry? Here's what I wanted to say. About- I can't answer that till I know how you define Christian. Is it as a genre of music with limited data set of language and narrative easily recognized by the most immature of Christ followers? Sometimes I would actually say stuff like this. Often. Maybe I still do. To me, Christian describes everything that Jesus, the artist behind creation, loves and is redeeming through his kingdom project. And remarkably, He's made a way for us to participate in it. So the song is Christian, because Christians who are taking part in that redemptive project made it, and the music and lyrics speak to God's diverse creativity and His all-or-nothing grace. But let's step back and look at the gatekeeper's sincere question. What's Christian about Chem6A? I guess we also have to ask, what's Christian about chemistry? other than, as Francis Collins says, he made it all possible. There's the specifics of basic chemistry, the structure and interaction of atoms, molecules, and ions. Jesus knows a thing or two about all of that. As for songwriter John Foreman, he was a teenager at UC San Diego in a chemistry classroom. And for him, it was, quote, a sterile concrete dungeon. Listeners say Kim 6A explores themes of loneliness, the fragility of life, and a search for meaning. Very Victor Frankl, by the way. Sure, but it's also an artifact of a generation. I don't want to read the book. I'll watch the movie because it's not me. I'm just like everybody else my age. I think I'd rather play around and I think I'd rather watch TV because I don't want to face my fears. And so it was that I took on the good fight tried to explain to the gatekeepers how Jesus is interested in things like chemistry, and he's interested in young people who aren't interested in chemistry, and how Jesus cares about the shift from the written word to images, and how important it might be for Christians to hear honest confessions of fear, isolation, and loneliness, and to hear someone else wondering what in the world really matters. The Jesus I profess to know and follow cares about all of this cares about the structure and interaction of atoms, molecules, and ions in all forms, including you and me in our present form of glory and imperfection. I had that conversation a few times, and I lost my cool more than once, and eventually, after locating my inside voice, I prayed and wrote out my thoughts about the song. I sent them to all the Christian gatekeepers who wanted to know what was Christian about Kim 6A. I broke it down for him, but mostly I emphasized two ideas. One, of trustworthy relationship, the whole membership thing that Wendell Berry is famous for. And two, the role of risk in cooperating with redemption. Bill Hearn, my record company mentor, didn't fully get the band's appeal yet, but he believed in me and trusted me to make wise decisions. Honestly, he took a lot of hits for me in the band. He had our backs. So, inspired by Bill and the Apostle Paul's commendation of his young mentee, Timothy, I told the gatekeepers, Bottom line, Switchfoot is with me. If you're for me, receive them as you would me. I am sending them out for your benefit, and good will come of this. Join me in setting the stage for good to happen. Redemption has stories to tell. I believe this is one of them. A wind of the Spirit blew through the adults in the room. And to their credit, they said, "Okay, we're in. I get it. For them, in their sense of reality, the stakes were high. Somebody somewhere was going to be on their case about what is Christian, about Switchfoot, Kim 6A, or me, for that matter. They took the risk, though. It was a leap of faith for everyone, including me. You never know what's going to become of an artist's work. But Kim Sixay gave us Switchfoot, and for 25 years, Switchfoot has continued to bear witness to the goodness of music and the fact that there's no stray molecule in God's redemption work. Maybe redemption has stories to tell. Maybe forgiveness is right where you fell. Where can you run to escape from yourself? Where are you going to go? I think a lot about those gatekeepers. We may find ourselves in their place someday because sometimes you don't understand everything or get it on the first go. That's okay. Someone else will get it and they'll do their best to explain it. But in the end, All the really great stuff that happens in the world usually comes with risk. And in order to embrace risk, there has to be some kind of trust. My job with Rethink Records, EMI, and Bill Hearn was to stick my neck out for artists like Tim, John, and Chad. That meant I had to be someone those gatekeepers could trust. My life had to tell a trustworthy story. At any given point, you might be the one helping bear the burden of risk. Or you might be the gatekeeper. You might need to trust someone who has a vision when you don't. I'm not talking about reckless or unmerited risk, but the real deal. In music and the arts, we need a lot of trust because artists need to take risks. To do that, they need people who can help move obstacles out of their way or put their own reputations on the line for them. I got to do that for Switchfoot because others did it for me 20 years earlier. Trust in God and those who've proven themselves trustworthy. Trust is the safety net that makes leaps of risk worth taking. So welcome to the planet. Welcome to existence. Welcome to chemistry. Welcome to resistance. Welcome to the kingdom, welcome to grace, welcome to God, people and place. I dare you to pick yourself up off the floor. I dare you to move. been listening to Music and Meaning with Charlie Peacock, the CT original podcast. This year is the 20th anniversary of Switchfoot's breakout double platinum album, The Beautiful Letdown. Featuring the Billboard Top 40 pop hits Meant to Live and Dare You to Move, As a special anniversary treat, a cast of characters who claim Switchfoot as an influence on their own music have recorded covers from the album, including the Jonas Brothers, John Bellion, Twenty One Pilots, and Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Catch Switchfoot on tour in a city near you.